0: Welcome to Mach 10 Sports, and I'm glad to have you here for our Week 4 preview. Going into Week 4 of the SEC football season, the 2022 SEC football season. Fire up for you to join us here tonight. we got a great Week 4 preview ahead. First, we're going to lead off with my power rankings, but let's start it off. Power rankings to Week 4, again, this is on a neutral field, how I think it would shake out. You may agree, you may disagree. There's some shocking ones, but again, this would be on a neutral site field, not a home field advantage for anybody. That I think uh, here's how it would shake out one through fourteen. Let's start with number fourteen. Fourteen, I think Missouri Tigers have a chance to move up this week with a win at Auburn, but I think Missouri's kind of looked the least consistent team in the league right now. Them and Auburn, kind of thirteen A, thirteen B. Moving number thirteen though, Auburn holding that spot by itself, as we saw. Tough loss for the Tigers against Penn State this past weekend. Uh, Just don't see a lot of consistency at the quarterback positions. That's where I think I got the Auburn Tigers at 13. Number 12. We got the three and one Vanderbilt Commodores sitting there at twelve. they Have had a great season so far. They go to Tuscaloosa will be a tough test. But let's just let's lock the gates and let's see how you compete if you're Vanderbilt this week against Alabama. You got nothing to lose. You are going there no holds bar. Let's go in there. Let's scrap around a little bit. Maybe Vandy hangs around longer than some expect. But Vandy's sitting at twelve. Number eleven a little disappointing. I had higher expectations for this team. But the South Carolina Gamecocks sitting at number eleven. Uh, moving to number ten. Some may have them a little higher after the win against Miami, but I got the Texas A&M Aggies sitting at number 10 with a big opportunity to move up in the Mach 10 power rankings uh, this week against Arkansas. Moving to nine, Florida. Great opening win against Utah, but it just kind of faltered the last two weeks. Again, another great opportunity in front of them. Uh, in Knoxville this weekend is it's kind of a trend this weekend in my opinion is it's an opportunity weekend for a lot of teams whether it's Arkansas Tennessee Texas A&M Florida it's a big opportunity week I got Florida sitting at nine again with a chance to move up eight I got Kentucky. I know they're undefeated right now, but you just see some inconsistencies on the offensive line right now. Not getting a lot of push against some inferior opponents. Some injuries on defense. A little inconsistency with Will Levis right now. I like the Cats at eight. Number seven, I got the LSU Tigers. Big win against Mississippi State last weekend. This is where some people are going to – Think I'm a little off. I still got Mississippi State a little bit ahead of LSU. I do on a neutral side, I think Mississippi State would win that game. I don't think there's a big difference, but I think on a neutral site, Mississippi State would get the win against LSU. Call me crazy. I just think state's got a little bit more experience. And they had opportunities in the first half to kind of separate themselves. Again, not much difference between LSU and Mississippi State, but I give Mississippi State the nod just a little bit on a neutral side. I'm trying to take out just the one game. Anybody can beat anybody in one game, but I still like Mississippi State at six. That was my toughest one. Five, I got Ole Miss. I still got Ole Miss at five. I like the way the Ole Miss defense is playing right now. Hopefully you get a consistent starter this weekend with – uh Jackson Dart getting the nod, but it looks like Kiffin's still going to play both. Uh, number four, I got Tennessee. Tennessee with another opportunity to move up, maybe to three with a big win against Florida. Big opportunity to Florida uh, for Tennessee to get that Florida monkey off their back. Number three, I got Arkansas. I think the Razorbacks here have been, inc- are been the most consistent team. I feel like Arkansas struggled some against Missouri State this past weekend, but... They ended up winning by double digits. And tip of the cap, they got out coaches this past weekend. Sam Pittman's admitted that. But still got the Hogs at three with a big game against Texas A&M this week. Alabama at number two. They had Alabama at number two. The Crimson Tide, a little bit inconsistent against Texas, but they're solidly at number two right there. I like the Tide. Number one, the Georgia Bulldogs look like the best team in the country, bar none right now. You got to like what the Dogs are doing. Uh, but that's it right there. I got Georgia at one, Alabama at two right now, Arkansas at three, Tennessee at four, Ole Miss at five. Call me crazy, Mississippi State still at six with LSU just creeping on them. LSU at seven, Kentucky at eight, Florida at nine, Texas A&M at ten, South Carolina eleven, Vandy twelve, Auburn thirteen, and then Missouri at fourteen. Those are going into week four mock ten power rankings in the Southeastern Conference. Tweet at me. Tell me how bad I am. Tell me I'm stupid for putting Mississippi State in front of LSU after they beat them. But, again, remember this is at a neutral site. We're playing in Atlanta. I think Mississippi State would get that win six out of ten times right now. Again, this is going to change. This is a fluid poll, people. So don't get too worked up. That's where we're sitting about the quarter way through the season going into week four. Moving into week four previews. Let's talk about the 11 a.m. game. Missouri at Auburn. Eleven A.M. Central Standard Time Zone on ESPN. Just looking at the matchup, the overview, matchup of familiarity in similar situations here. You got Drinkowitz, who's very familiar with Harson. Harson very familiar with Drinkowitz. They've been on the same staffs. Harson hired or retained him on Arkansas State staff and then brought him to Boise staff. So he's been a, so Drinkowitz has been on two different staffs with Brian Harson. Both teams coming in to this game two and one. Oh, this is the first SEC game of the season. Similar feels. Both teams kind of feel like they have they kind of had kind of the, both, the same seasons. They're 2-1, both with blowout losses. Missouri taking their blowout loss to Kansas State, and Auburn taking their uh, loss to Penn State, as we all saw this past week. And similar scores, 42-10, 41-12. Um, TJ Finley looks like he's going to try to get a medical red shirt for the rest of the season. Calzada may still be in the same boat, but Finley is for sure out for this week. It looks like Robbie Ashford's probably gonna get the nod this week. Uh maybe maybe even ultimately before the season's over for the Tiger C uh Holden Gunner. I mean, the true freshman at quarterback, you may see him at some point. The Brian Harson stuff, we don't have to get into. I've talked about that, but that just seems like the stuff it's just surrounding the whole Auburn program right now. It's not good. It'd be a really bad loss for Brian Harson if he were to lose this. I, he may not make it through Sunday if he took a loss here. Um quarterback play in this game it could really be really it could be really bad it could be really bad as you watch it on on Saturday morning into the Saturday afternoon after lunch hour uh, i think a lot of this is going to rely on the run game especially from auburn missouri has to get their true freshman luther burden as many touches as possible you have to have a let him kind of from a basketball analogy standpoint Kind of have a, like an Allen Iverson type game where he has a high volume of, for Allen's purposes, shots, but for Luther's purposes, touches. Put him in the wildcat, jet motion, orbit motion. Get the guy the football. He's your best player. He'll have a hard time transferring if you keep getting him the rock. But I like Luther Burden to get the rock this week. If not, that's going to be an issue for Missouri, and I see no way they win this game if that's the case. Uh, can Auburn generate their first turnover of the season? They're they're minus eight in turnover margin for the entire season. Not good for the Tigers. Can they create sacks? They only got four in the season right now. Just a, not a lot happening for either one of these teams. So it'll be interesting to, to see who takes this spot. In my opinion, where it'll be one, I think it'll be Auburn's run game versus Missouri's front seven. If Auburn can just be patient, ride tank Bigsby and Dark West Hunter, involve Robbie Ashford in the run game. I just think they'll be too much and overwhelm the Missouri defense, who is not great in rushing defense. But the key is you have to stay committed to the run game. Don't get impatient. If you have success in the run game, it's obviously going to open up some opportunities in the passing game to ease that first-time starter, whether it's Ashford or – Gunner, it just depends. I think it's going to be Ashford, but it, you have to be patient and know what your game plan is. I know Harson said after the Penn State game that the game plans do adjust. That is true, but you can't abandon it too early. Um, let's see. I mean, if I'm Auburn, again, I'm incorporating Robbie Ashford in the read option. I'm making him defend three running backs because Robbie's got the opportunity. He's got the experience to make plays with his legs. Kansas State averaged 5.5 yards a carry against um Missouri two weeks ago and utilized Adrian Martinez, the Nebraska transfer. Now it's at Kansas State uh, in the run game, in the read option game, had success with that. Uh, Martinez had a below average passing game, and they still did what they wanted on Missouri. He was 9 for 12, and that was still enough just to lean on the run game and do what they needed to do. Auburn doesn't have to be great this week in the passing game to beat Missouri. They just need to know what – they need to be consistent with their game plan, utilize the run game, and just kind of overpower Missouri's front seven. Prediction, I like the Tigers here, the Auburn Tigers here, 27-14. I think Auburn's going to be patient, give the run game an opportunity, incorporate Robbie Ashford in the run game. They will finally get their first turnover, generate a sack against Brady Cook, who has a potential to be turnover prone. Um, I do think Auburn is better overall in defense, which ultimately gives them the nod and ultimately carries Auburn to an ugly opening conference win. Again, 27-14. The line right now is Auburn minus seven from a betting standpoint. From a betting standpoint, Auburn's minus seven. As you can tell, I predicted Auburn to win by 13. So, obviously, I'm going to take Auburn probably here. But I kind of like the under in this game. And and as you know, I always tweet out my my bets around lunch on Friday. So... Keep up to date with that. I, I'm leaning towards the under in that game. Last time I checked, I think it was around 51.5. I'm leaning that. Don't really want to take any points, giving up points, or taking points. I don't really want to go either way with that. But I do like Auburn to get the win, starting off 1-0 in conference play as LSU comes to town next week. Moving to the big one. Biggest game of the weekend in the SEC. This 2:30 CBS game, Florida at Tennessee. Overview, Tennessee comes in 3-0, Florida 2-1. Tennessee really played anyone. I mean, Ke- Keaton Slovis went out against Pitt some. So, I mean, how good is Pitt? We don't know. They're gaming against Florida State. They're winning against Florida State. Doesn't look as great as it did. It'll be interesting to see at the end of the year what that Pitt win looks like for Tennessee. Florida starting off hot, got a big win against Utah. But as we all saw, that has cooled down against Kentucky at home in the struggle against USF, South Florida last week. Uh, This game could have a big scale effect on Florida's season and Tennessee. This is one of those, if Florida could somehow win this, what a big win. This is a bigger win for Billy Napier than the Utah win, in my opinion. If Tennessee can win it, hey, they're staring at being that East race come November if they can just split the LSU and Alabama games here in the upcoming weeks. I mean, Tennessee comes into this must-win for Heupel. would be a bad loss at home to a team that you're probably better than right now, and they have a couple injuries that you should be able to overcome. I think Tennessee is overall just a better team right now. Where this game will be won, honestly, I think whoever's linebackers played better in this game is going to win this game. I think Tennessee's linebackers room has improved from last year. But I do think this will be their toughest test facing a Florida, a solid Florida offensive line. And obviously, Florida will not be scared and actually use Anthony Richardson in the run game instead of worrying about him getting hurt in the depth at the quarterback room. Uh, but I like, I like the improvement of Tennessee's linebackers between Aaron Beasley, Jeremy Banks, and Jawan Mitchell. Uh, Florida's most likely out with their best linebacker and their leader on defense, Ventrell Miller. If he's out, that is a major loss for the Florida Gator defense. He's the guy that gets everybody lined up, communicates. That is critical, especially against an offense like Tennessee. And you just noticed when he went out last week against South Florida, they were just not filling gaps well. It was just a lot of communication. We have two linebackers in the same gap. It it looked real unorganized on defense last week, and that was when Ventrell was out, and it looks like he probably will be out this week when the Gators go to Knoxville. I mean, guys like Armani Burney. Armani Burney, who had the big pick against Utah to seal the deal two weeks ago. He's an above-average, instinctive player, but he is what he is. I like uh, Shamar James. I think he's got a real shot, the youngster, the true freshman that's been thrown into the fire. He will be a good player. Is he ready for that right now? I don't know. Um, both teams, I think, are going to honestly try to establish the run after what I saw. USF and Kentucky be able to do in the second half against Florida without Ventrell Miller in there. If you're Tennessee, you gotta spread Florida out, hash to hash, and you just gotta trust your offensive line that they can make plays. I know Jabari Small's hurt, Dylan Sampson's hurt, a couple of the running backs or the balls are hurt, but you gotta use Hendon Hooker in the run game too. I mean, that just puts it major stress on a defense. I think Tennessee will be able to run the football against against Florida. That'll make Florida bring more people in. That gives Florida a chance to take the top off the defense. Even though Cedric Tillman, their best receiver, is gonna be out, they need guys like. Uh, Brew McCoy and Jalen Hyatt do step up and make plays for the balls on the outside, which I think they will incorporate the tight ends, Princeton Phantom, into the passing game. But if you establish the run, this game could get out of hand early. The, but the Gators are going to have to survive by stopping the run in the first half. They're going to have to survive the storm by stopping the run in the first half. If I'm Tennessee Josh Heupel, I am spreading you out hash-to-hashing. You're proving to me, without Ventrell Miller, your leader on defense, you can stop me and my quarterback running the football. I don't think Florida will be able to do that. Uh, with that being said, prediction here. I like Tennessee winning this game thirty four to twenty one I really like Florida early in this game though I almost I, I may take Florida in the first half against Tennessee I like Florida Billy Napier's a great ball coach he's gonna come in with a plan him and his offensive staff I do think they lean on uh, Anthony Richardson a little bit more here unless he's more hurt than with being led on uh I could see this game going in being close for three quarters kind of feel it could be and will be that way and then I think Tennessee ultimately pulls uh pulls away and wins um yeah Florida's a hundred and thirteenth in rush defense. Like I said, there's opportunities for Tennessee to take advantage of Florida in the run in the rush defense. I know Tennessee likes to sling the ball around, but that is just not where it's at right now. But I think if you can establish the run, like I've stated, there will be shots downfield. Anthony Richardson's first start on the road, and he's gonna to have to make big plays through the air. He's gonna to have to I think Florida will try to shorten the game, uh run between the tackles, um, use their running backs. Montrell Johnson the transfer from Louisiana in the backfield for Florida uh Trevor Etienne, guys like that, Naquan right? Florida's got a solid running back room when you incorporate Anthony Richards in there. They have the ability to shorten the game and this will be Tennessee's first real test up front, I think. Pitt, Pitt wants to do that, but I think t- Florida's going to actually have the better playmakers and the better offensive line up front to test Tennessee's front 7. Um Tennessee's just gonna have to make I load the box if I'm Tennessee on defense and make Anthony Richardson beat me outside. He hasn't proven it, hasn't thrown a passing touchdown this year, even though we've granted him he's a top 10 draft pick by a lot. Have not believed that. Your guy here on Mock 10 Sports has been saying differently. I think Tennessee needs to force him to go make throws on the road in his first SEC road start. Again, I think this game's closed for the for a half. I think Tennessee ultimately pulls away 34-21. The line right now is my, Tennessee minus 10 and a half. Man, I mean, obviously, but my score projection. Uh, I have Tennessee covering, and I think it's closer to more of a backdoor cover. But if Tennessee has the has the advantage of being able to run up the middle and make Florida add extra defenders into the box, it could get ugly uh, sooner rather than later. But I do think Tennessee separates in the fourth quarter, ends up winning by double digits, and would cover that game. But the biggest game of the weekend, right there. That'll be a big win for Tennessee. They almost have to have it with the excitement rolling around their program, and I do think Josh Heupel gets that big win. Moving over to Arlington, Texas, the big Saturday night game, the Texas A&M Aggies versus the Arkansas Razorbacks in Arlington, Texas. Jerry's World, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time Zone on ESPN. Overview of this game. Arkansas survived a nail-biter last week against their old coach, Bobby P. Bobby Petrino rolled into town with his Missouri State team. Threw all over Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas ended up pulling away late, but they were down double digits in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was a fight. Sam Pittman has stated they got out coached. Texas A&M coming in at 2-1, and one, got a big bounce-back win last week versus Miami. Uh, Jimbo made a change at quarterback, which was necessary, and I tipped the cap to him. He was getting a lot of flack last week about his offense, but he did make a change when he had to. And Max Johnson isn't going to go win them a championship, but he gives them the best opportunity to win. He wasn't overly great last week, but he's more efficient than Haynes King. Um, he was 10 for 20 last week, one touchdown, one interception. Um, A&M had some ejections due to targeting and some guys' suspensions for some issues off the field the night before the game. But all those guys will be back this week as they face on the Hogs. Big game on Saturday night as the Hogs have a real chance to surpass A&M in the West. This would be back-to-back years they've gotten a win against the Aggies. And this, would put, in my opinion, would put them over the edge – and in, in taking over is a top program over A&M. Just right now, the way Sam Pittman is recruiting in his state and the surrounding states, I know A&M signed the best recruiting class ever, but that'd be two back-to-back wins. That'd be huge for Sam Pittman. He'd be 2-1 and one against A&M overall when A&M should be rolling. So, again, a big opportunity for both teams. Um, A&M can get back on track for this game. A little key piece, no one's really talking about, though. Andre White Jr., the starting inside backer for Texas A&M, is going to be out. That hurts the Aggies against the potent run game of Arkansas. Um, Where this game will be won, in my opinion. Texas A&M taking advantage of Arkansas secondary. Now, I'll be the first to tell you. I question Arkansas' overall athletic ability on defense. I think they're a little underwhelming compared to other athletes they face in the league, especially in the back end. Now... They are a bit of an opportunistic defense. Now, they do force some turnovers. They're third in the SEC in turnovers gained with five right now. Now, they did lose their best player on the back end, Jalen Catalan, for this season. They should have their best corner, Miles Slusher, coming back for this game. Sam Pittman said today he's been practicing. He's moving, uh, he's moving around fine. He should be there for the Hogs this week. I do think Arkansas is front seven. I honestly do. I think I think it's good enough to stop AM's run game right now with what A and M's producing on the offensive line and then just not really having a consistent running back besides Devon A. Chain. Uh, the key will be how many explosive plays AM can take advantage of or get on Arkansas. They're gonna be there. You go back and watch the film of every game Arkansas's played this year, whether it's Cincinnati, South Carolina, and Missouri State, and they've either taken advantage of the blown assignments or the one on one matchups against Arkansas, or they just missed them. So they're going to be there. Jimbo will create some opportunities with some switch routes, some Seattle's, China, some smash routes to take advantage of Arkansas, make them think a lot, put, the, put their secondary uh, in stressful situations andm has to get the ball to their best players. They have better athletes on that side of the ball than Arkansas secondary. It, whether it's taking shots downfield or getting guys in motion, getting them the ball in simple situations, get them in space to make plays, make Arkansas secondary miss cuz Arkansas secondary struggles to tackle in space too. So getting guys like A Chain, Aniah Smith, Evan Stewart back off suspension, guys that have a chance to take it to the house on every time to- every time they touch the football. Those kind of plays for guys like A. Chain, Smith, and Stewart, they have opportunities there, and I think A&M has an advantage there. If A&M is aware of that, they can take advantage of that all night because I think they are more athletic in their skill position players than Arkansas's back end. That is key, but you can't be stubborn in your play, calling. You have to adjust to your personnel, and will A&M do that? That is the question because it's going to be there. There's going to be opportunities for the Aggies to take advantage of the Arkansas secondary. Now, will they? Now, will Max Johnson make the correct reads, too? But let's make it simple. Let's get some, let's go tempo. Let's get some quick uh, screens out. Get the ball to ananias Get the ball to A-chain. Like, let some, do some play action. Hit Evan hit Stewart over the top. You got to make, you got to make them worry about that you got to make them – it's got to be a threat where in the back of their mind, like, shoot, I don't want to come up and tackle this guy in space. Arkansas's, Arkansas knows they're a bit limited on the back end, and they struggle to tackle in space. A&M just has to take advantage of it because it's going to be there. Final prediction, call me crazy, but I think this is where Jimbo thrives at, man. I know they're the favorite, but the line right now currently is Texas A&M minus two. I think A&M gets the win 26-20 to 20 in a great game Saturday night. It's just one of those feel games. I think Arkansas is more consistent. It's one of those things like I had Mississippi State in my power rankings. People are going to give me hell, ranking above LSU. I think if they played right now six out of seven times, Arkansas would win. I just don't think it's going to be Saturday night in Arlen- Arlington at around 9, 930. I think A&M is going to win that game. It's just one of those feels game. The series has been weird in the past. It's always a very down-to-the-wire close game. I expect that to be the same. I'm banking on A&M coming in with a quiet confidence after kind of a reset Last week against a solid Miami team that I think is going to end up being better at the end of the year than people think. Uh, Max Johnson feels like a total fresh start for them. I like A&M's confidence coming in. Uh, it starts, like I said, A&M just getting their best athletes out in space and making Arkansas miss. The Aggie defense comes up with a couple crucial turnovers that neglects, I think, some successful running plays Arkansas has. I, I haven't talked about Arkansas's offense I do think they're going to have some success when you go look at the box score on Saturday night, Sunday morning. You'll man, Arkansas ran the football pretty well with KJ Jefferson and, uh, Raheem Sanders. Johnson, A.J. Green, whoever you want to be, Arkansas has a potent running game. I still think yards-wise, they're going to be picking up yards. I just think they're going to have some critical turnovers because they're just due. I think they're due. They may be a little fatigued after those first three games because they played a solid Cincinnati team, a solid to below average South Carolina team, but still going to make you think about it. And then Missouri State was closer than they probably thought last week. So I think Arkansas may have a little bit of mental fatigue, Again, I don't think this is a a total new beginning for A&M if they win. I still think this team is going to be inconsistent all year. But I do like them on Saturday night, and I like the situation they're in. It feels like a new start, and I think they get the win 26-20. to Like I mentioned, the betting line is Texas A&M minus two. With my final score prediction, I like the Aggies to cover that. So I think that is the big kind of surprise of the weekend, even though they're a favorite in Vegas. But it just feels like from a media perception, Arkansas is kind of the favorite pick here. But I like the Aggies to get the win. Now moving on to the final game we're going to cover this weekend in the league, Vanderbilt at Alabama, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time Zone game on the SEC Network. Overview, Alabama enters this game at 3-0 after getting wins uh, against Utah State, Texas, and ULM to open the uh, season. Vandy Vandy enters having played one more game, sitting at 3-1, one of Vanderbilt's best starts in a long time. Wins against Hawaii, Elon. They took a loss against a solid Wake Forest team, and they got a big road win last week against Northern Illinois. Um, Alabama's coming up on the meat of their schedule. Next week they go at Arkansas, then Texas A&M comes in for the big one, then they go at Tennessee before their bye week. This is Bama's kind of last chance, I would say, to somewhat figure it out before it's a big exam time, like I just mentioned those three games. Vandy, give them credit, man. One of the most most improved teams uh, over a year, 3-1. and one. Still a long season ahead, man, but I still think the dual, I think Vandy ends that SEC losing streak this year, the two-year SEC losing streak. Right now, they're better than Missouri. I would take Vanderbilt seven and eight times to beat Missouri right now. I really would. I like Vandy, Clark Lee, the way the program's got it. He's got it going right now. They're starting a true freshman. A.J. Swan uh, from Cherokee, Georgia, got his start against Northern Illinois last week, did a phenomenal job, went 18-28, for 28. 255 yards and four touchdowns. And you know, most importantly, the kid did not turn it over, man. Props to him. Great start for the true freshman. Now, I mean, we're talking a different level, different game this week. He's going to Bryant-Denny Stadium It's one of the top defenses in the country. Probably a little diff- difficult for the kid, a little different this week as he rolls into that environment. First SEC game, first real game in a real environment. Um, it'll be interesting. The key will be uh, – can – Vandy stay ahead of the chains and create some kind of explosive plays on the backside where this game will be won, in my opinion, it'll be Vanderbilt's offensive line versus Alabama's defensive front seven. Vandy has to stay ahead of the chains and set up manageable third down situations. What I mean by that is they have to be in second and seven, second and six, and get that to third and two, third and three. They have to be in manageable, manageable positions, or it's going to be a long night if they're sitting there second and twelve, second and ten, second and eleven, which gets to third and eight, third and nine. That's it. Vandy doesn't have the guys to block Alabama up front. So any chance if they even have a chance of Vanderbilt having a chance, it's going to have to stay ahead of the sticks. Um, I anticipate Vandy may use some kind of misdirection to try to get Bam on their heels. Kind of make those pass rushers. Will Anderson, you can see Dallas Turner. Those guys getting a little frustrated right now because they're probably not getting the production they thought going into the season. But keep them in check. Make them pause for a minute, which would be a great game plan going into it by Vanderbilt to have some misdirection included. But as Clark Lee said this week, Listening to him today, Vandy's going to have to establish some kind of run game, and I don't know if that'll be possible this week and I don't I like Bama stopping the running, it's Vanderbilt getting Vanderbilt in long situations and ultimately making it a long day for uh for my guy, uh, AJ. Swan, the freshman getting the start this week. Vandy's averaging 217 yards per game, but some of that was with Mike Wright early. The game's against Hawaii. He ran all over Hawaii. He had some big runs. So some of that's a little flawed, the 200, 217 yards per rushing yards per game for Vanderbilt. Some of that's flawed. They got a new quarterback in now uh, with Swan, so it'll be interesting. I don't think they get it done up front. The prediction, I got Alabama winning 56-17. to 17. Uh, Alabama's going to get Vandy behind the line of scrimmage and force the true freshman into mistakes on defense. This offense's chance to cash in on some explosive plays as Vandy ranks 108th in passing yards allowed. They give up 247 passing yards uh, per game. I expect a big day from the Tide on offense. Um, They should spread out Vandy and have a successful day through the air. If Bama's struggling to create explosive plays against Vanderbilt this week, and that wouldn't be good. So this is Alabama's kind of last time to kind of work out some kinks before they get into the meat of their schedule again. After this week, Bama goes at Arkansas, Texas A&M at home, and then at Tennessee before the bye week, and then they go to Baton Rouge. But this is Bama's kind of last chance to get some kinks worked out. I expect them to. Expect them to get a big win. The betting line last time I saw was Bama was giving up 42. Bama's favorite by 42. Ultimately, I like Bama to get ultimately get that. I like Bama to honestly to cover in the first half. I, I think there'll be some points scored by Bama in the first half coming out firing, get some guys in in the second half. But again, Vanderbilt, a very improved football team, fired up about what Clark Lee's doing at his alma mater, sitting at 3-1. It's just not going to be a great weekend to be a Commodore this weekend. But overall, you've got to like the trajectory of the program, but I think the Tide gets it done this week. Uh, those are the four games we're going to cover for this weekend. I gave you my power rankings dissect it as you may, tell me I'm an idiot, tell me why I'm an idiot, please like and subscribe our YouTube channel. Go follow us at Mach10Sports on Twitter, and then go follow us on the, on Instagram at mach 10 Sports SEC. I appreciate you joining us for this week four preview of the SEC football season. Hope you have a great one, and I hope you enjoy your weekend.